I love that part. Padawans. <laughs> Welcome to a little place called Jabba's Hut. Hut. Jedi Rocks. That's the name of that track. And it rocks my brain. Do, <laughs> do you think that George Lucas jams to that like every night before he goes to bed? Just like in his boxers, just kind of jamming around the house. <laughs> I mean, it's possible. I'm kind of trimming the ear to hit. Oh, he's just like out grooving. <laughs> just amazing tune. I don't, you know what? I think for next pod, we need to do a little bit of research on that tune. Figure out how on earth it came into existence. It's actually listed, John Williams is listed as the artist behind Jedi Rocks, which, if that's true, that's a side of John Williams that I didn't, I was not aware of. <laughs> which, yeah. like, maybe means that he was in an experimental phase of his music career. <laughs> like, maybe his acid phase or something. <laughs> well, Padawans, you are listening to Jabba's Hut, and we want to tell you what this podcast is all about. Uh, we're going to talk about some pretty interesting stuff today, so thank you for your for your listen. And Ayla, why don't you drop the Twitter handle on the peeps just right out of the gate so people remember to follow us. At Jabba's Hut. Two T's. Twitter. Keep following people. Two T's, peeps. Okay. Um, so today, we want to talk about Kylo Ren and how evil he is. And in what ways that he shows us a new level of evil. A side, a darker side to the dark side that, frankly, I don't think we've seen before. So we're going to go into some detail on that. And then we're going to learn a little more about General Hux. General Huxtable. Uh, that seems like a meme waiting to happen, like something, some kind of a mashup between the Huxtables and General Hux. And then we're going to talk about BB-8. In fact, we had some Twitter interaction from one of our uh, favored Twitter accounts that we like to follow. And I believe it is the official BB-8. I don't know. Is he official? Does anyone yeah. know? The droid. Are you an official here? Because you... <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> so we'll talk about BB-8, uh, who was kind of a... kind of a bit of a hero in the first movie, although he kind of gets overlooked, I think, in a lot of the discussions. Because maybe he's a droid. Maybe he doesn't have quite the personality that some of the other characters do. But he is a very integral part of the film. Um, so, but before we jump into the topic about Kylo Ren, we do we always do a little something on our pod called Ayla's Jedi Academy. Yes. What? What? I feel like I need a theme. I need a theme song. So if you can just figure that out for next time, 
Thanks. Um, so instead of telling you a super cool fact that I googled on the internet right before doing this podcast, I am going to turn it over to our Twitter account every week. So if you follow us at Jabba's Hut, every week we ask our 354 followers uh, Viral. to submit a question for us to answer on our super cool podcast. So this goes out to at Notorious B-O-D, who is a faithful, faithful follower. And I'd like to submit this question to our Jedi Council for Ayla's Jedi Academy. He asks, what's your favorite Star Wars-themed music? Yubnub is the greatest movie song of all time. Mozart wished he penned it. <laughs> so let's turn it over to Nikki. Nikki, you start us off. What's your favorite Star Wars music? Oh, third one. Choose. Um, maybe Luke. Uh, lands in the Dagobah system. It like really moved me. <laughs> Can you hum like, us don't. a little bit of that music, please? <laughs> I just feel this really big tie towards Yoda, and every time I hear that music when he lands there, and I see R two. Sorry. The Dagobah I, system. I, that sounds funny. It's like, man, I need to go take a Dagobah. Oh, <laughs> nice. All right. So is that? Uh, let's move on. Spencer, uh, what is your uh, favorite Star Wars music? Probably the greatest song of all. It's uh the Cantina band at most Eisley. Remember tune. <laughs> Okay. That's a classic. We'll just oh, the. Uh, it's kind of like it has a little bit of a, I don't know, like a like a rag like, ragtime, ragtime meets galactic jam. I don't know. That is a cool one. Conrad, what's your fave? Uh, I just like. <laughs> there it is. I feel like I could scat to that or something like Vader, Vader, Yoda, 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 something like that. But my favorite—I don't know—it's just the score. I uh, in particular, I think that is it called Vader's March or the Imperial March. Uh, I think that is the one of the most iconic. What, is it like five notes that everyone everyone knows that? I mean, they play it at sports events. They Yeah, it's, that's it's just, a good one. It's just so iconic that I think you could make the argument that that is the most iconic musical kind of phrase of any score ever. Yeah. That's um, a good one. My arrival on Dagobah music, if I could just... Yeah, cue it up. Yeah, play it. Wait, is this a song? 
The screeching really gets me. Is that a song? Very eerie. <laughs> nice. Oh, yeah. Okay, thanks for that. Well, thank awesome. you, guys. Awesome. And thanks. Um, we're going to answer one more question, which hits a little Ayla's Jedi Academy. Um, also, to our friend at Notorious B.O.D., he asked why sand people always ride single file. And the answer to that is to hide their numbers. So there you, there you go. You are one step closer to becoming podcast masters. Ayla out. Awesome. Tweeps, keep the hot questions coming because we're going to answer all of them. And we appreciate the interaction. So, okay, we want to make the case, I do at least, I think maybe there are some varying opinions on our panel, but I want to make the case that Kylo Ren shows us the darkest side of the dark side that we've yet seen. Here, Here's my Exhibit A. Remember the very opening scene of the movie? Not not the very, very first one, but one of the first scenes where he lands on Jakku there after the map, right? He runs into his this old guy that we don't know a lot about, but we know that they know each other, right? And he says something like, look how old you've become. And then the old guy says, yeah, something far worse has happened to you, though. So clearly referencing, like, yeah, I used to know you when you were a young whippersnapper. And anyway, so they realize that they don't have the map. So that was kind of a dead end, kind of a bust. And then Kylo decides to give the order to his troopers. You know what? Why don't you just go ahead and just fire this whole village? Kill the women. Kill the kids. Just kill everybody and let's get out of here i mean i think that to me if you juxtapose that scene against say anakin when he just went wild remember when he said i killed them all i killed the women and the children at least that act of anger was born out of something that came from something emotional, right? It was his mom. He was so mad about his mom and what had happened to her that he just lost his mind. But it seemed like Kylo Ren just kind of calmly, coolly, um, collectively just said, yeah, just kill all these people. I, I don't really have a need for it or a reason to do it, but now that we're here and I see that there are some people, uh, I'd like to kill them. What do you guys think about that? Well... I don't disagree with the fact that Kylo seems a little more, um, like, emotion. Well, no. That scene, I guess, seems pretty dark. But for me, I felt like through the whole movie that he just has kind of erratic behavior he didn't seem convincingly evil. He kind of seemed like he could go either way. And as you're watching the movie, you see he's pulled light, he's pulled dark because he has the force. There's light and dark in the force. 
And it just seems like, I don't know that killing his dad was like the ceiling factor of making him the worst villain or that that just sealed his fate to the dark side. I don't know. Because he just, it seems like he's trying so hard. His behavior is erratic. He's here, he's there. He's trying to prove something. He's having tantrums, yet killing people so nonchalantly, yet um, saying that he's pulled to the dark side and almost getting defeated by, you know, some random girl with the force. Like, I just don't know that that movie, that this movie sealed the fact that he's some horribly scary villain. It just, he, he just seems like, it just seems so erratic. His behavior is all over the place. I don't know. No, that's an interesting counterpoint. I think that there's a lot to be said for that. I think that you could very well make the case that is he really pure, pure evil or the most evil if he is just like a loose cannon. Like he doesn't even seem to know what he's doing. You know, he's just kind of, he's been, we presume that he's been brainwashed from an early age, right? We don't know a lot about that yet. And that, you know, can we really say that he's pure evil because maybe he was uh, converted to the dark side at a very young age and it was kind of, you know, against, he didn't have much say in the matter, perhaps. We don't know. Right. Um, but counterpoint to your counterpoint, that one time when he killed his dad in cold blood, I think that that one scene where he kills Han is one of the most chilling. I mean, didn't your jaws just drop, guys, when you saw that for the first time? And I think we all... I thought it was cool. And I think that we all, being Star Wars fans, you kind of knew when you saw that that scene with the catwalk and you you knew that when Han went out there that he wasn't coming back, right? We've we've seen that type um, played over I mean again in, in the franchise, so... Even even though you kind of know it's coming, it was still so chilling that I thought that was like the most evil thing that's ever. I mean, it's his dad, and he knows it. He knows I'm gonna his dad. say this about Anakin real quick. In episode three, when he basically chokes his wife to death, almost. And I know it's different. You know, he's so obsessed with whatever passion, but. I don't know, like, to me, that was, it's all terrible, and it's all sad and horrible, but he, she dies of a broken heart. He basically chokes her without, I mean, Obi-Wan has to, like, stop him, and anyway, it's just, I see that, but I also see, I, what I like about Kylo is I like that there's an emotionally complex villain. I like that there's good and bad. And while he killed his father, yes, only an hour or whatever before was he talking to his dead grandfather's helmet about being pulled to the light. And it just, I like that about him. Darth Vader in episodes four, five, and six you see no emotion. There's no complexity. It's just evil. And Kylo, in the first scene, evil. It's going to show you, oh, this guy is bad. He's the worst. 
And then as the movie goes on, you're like, oh, wait, maybe he could be redeemed, maybe not. Oh, he killed his dad. Oh, he's pulled to the light. Oh, he's here and there. I just, I like that about him, the complexity of his emotions. And... Well, let me chime in here. Um, I disagree with both of you. Um, I, be- I do believe that Kylo Ren is more evil than Vader ever was, but I do believe he pales in comparison with the pale old man emperor. Mm. Pal- Palpatine was just so calculated. Yeah. Um, Anakin was a little pawn in his game, and what? Anakin was a little pawn in his game, and and. He's just so cold and cruel, calculating, pure evil. Anakin, as you've mentioned, Conrad, acted out of anger. Um, he w- was really manipulated by by a very cunning older guy. Um, right, right. Th- that's my opinion, anyway. That's a great take. No, I think... Uh, and who knows? Snoke could out-evil... All of them, we don't know because he had such little screen time in the film, but I'm really, really interested to see, to learn more about Snoke because he could make all of the other people that we're talking about seem like, you know, little boy scouts. Amateurs. Yeah, because from what little we know, he's been around, he's he's been calculating something for a long time. And he also is is a puppet master who just just toys with uh, with people's lives, right? So, but I don't know that what? one scene when when Kylo Ren just puts that sabe, yeah, that was right through Harrison Ford <laughs> for crying out loud. That is that scene is just un it's unforgettable. I was a little upset that Adam Driver wasn't nominated for an Oscar in that. Yeah, Adam Driver was amazing. And something interesting that Nikki said earlier that I wanted to hit really quick. Do you think that because he took his mask off that Kylo Ren maybe did soften a bit? Because, you know, with Vader, just like Nikki said, for almost the entire three, uh, you know, first three movies of the original trilogy he's just this cold like sterile almost robot you don't you don't know what's behind the mask you just know that it's all bad right and then in the very our very first movie with kylo ren you know halfway through the movie all of a sudden we see this almost what looks like a scared little boy who just maybe just this little guy who listens to a lot of my chemical romance in his room and maybe he's just like going through a phase, you know, and all of a sudden you kind of think, you know, maybe you're not as evil as we thought you were. Maybe you're just kind of in a phase. Maybe we start to feel a little bit of sympathy um, for you because you were young and impressionable and you were persuaded uh, to the dark side. So did you guys like how they had him take his mask off in the movie? I love it. Yes, it, it's great to get to know him on a more personal level, to see the complexities, as Nikki pointed out. So I like that they hadn't removed the mask. Yeah. No I doubt mean, about it. Definitely it shows totally different side of the villain. 
Also, does he use Pantene? Just a question. Okay, really interesting topic. Who out of, I mean, <laughs> out of any character in any of the seven films, best hair, go. I'm going to go Hayden Christensen in Revenge of the Sith. Pretty good one. I mean, that, that was great. That was a great head of hair. Can anyone deny Qui-Gon Jinn and the braid in the back of his hair? Uh, I can deny it. I thought that was just... Just the Jedi <laughs> Well, obviously it's Princess Leia and the cinnamon bun hairdo. I mean, that was probably the most iconic, right? I mean, you had... That just probably blew the doors off back in the 70s. Like, had that ever been done? The cinnamon buns? That was huge, I bet. Nikki? Who who was your... Oh, no, you said Qui-Gon. Ayla, what, who was yours? Um, mine have all been said. Those were great picks. C-3PO's quite... His pits are rather long. <laughs> I meant Eric. Okay. The little creature that runs around Jabba, who always is laughing, <laughs> like he's got some little wisps up there. And that then guy? finally he, like, R2 zaps him. He's my pick. He, Ayla goes with the rodent. <laughs> okay, so our next topic that we wanted to cover was General Hux. Uh, pretty intriguing guy. You see this dynamic between Hux and Kylo. There's clearly some kind of rivalry going on there internally, and they're they're both kind of like vying for the, I guess, approval of Snoke. Um, what do you guys think about General Hux? You, any anyone have something cool to say about Huxy? Well, before you get into the meat of it. I was just going to say that speaking of that meme idea you had, like the hooks, it would be yeah. cool to see him like eating just like giant, like foot long sandwich and like drinking some orange soda. <laughs> yes. Little first order get up. But go ahead. I think Ayla had something to Absolutely. say. Absolutely. <laughs> With just a terrible sweater. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I actually, I liked. I thought that was one of the most interesting things from episode seven was General Hux. I thought the whole thing between him and Kylo Ren was so interesting because in the previous ones with Darth Vader and the general, I mean, everyone, all the leaders of the army, there's always an army. It's the same thing. But they are scared of Vader and Hux isn't scared of Kylo. They almost have this brotherly competition where you know they're talking to Snoke and it's just Hux like he isn't backing down I feel like Kylo when he's talking to Snoke he's like crying he's like Ray she I didn't defeat her and Hux is just like he's stalwart and he's like let me use my machine and anyway I just thought that was super interesting I'm excited to see like where their relationship goes and and why that is, like, who is General Hux? Like, I mean, I I read that he began the First Order. Um, I think Nikki said something different, but that he is just huge in the First Order. I think so much of it was his idea, and 
and imperialistic ways and thoughts were his and he's trying to hold on to you know the old empire and I think I just think it'll be really interesting I think he's gonna I hope that he's a big character because he's not a wimp he's not gonna back down and him and Kylo together like going to Snoke that scene is gonna be really stellar I'm excited yeah. for that the two of them, while they're both um, villains in the movie, Kylo is on a different mission, it seems. Obviously, a more personal mission. Uh, Hux kind of refers to that when he's talking to him. Careful. Um, whatever. What did he call him? Did he say Kylo? Anyways, something about your his personal interests getting in the way. Kylo seems on a separate mission. And Hux seems on another mission. And I read, I guess I just read that, obviously, I, everyone reads all these things. Ayla read one thing, I'm reading another. But that his father was an Imperial commander. And you can see that Hux seems so driven by power and overtaking the galaxy. Like, taking over what the Empire had started in the first place. Um, and it seems like he he's using all of those little guys. He's using them as his weapons. I never really see him as a warrior. He's not hurting people or choking people. It just seems kind of like, hey, you're my little minions. Do my bidding. I'm, I command you to do all this stuff. And... Anyways, just, it is, it's interesting, their relationship. I like what you said about kind of brothers, competitive. But to me, it seems like Kylo is focused on something else. And Hux is focused on something else. Both being villains. Yeah, like, I wonder how, I just want to know, like, how, I mean, how did they get to together how did they rise to the top how where's Snoke when does he come in because if General Hux did if he did kind of like start the first order or was a big part of that in building it um and then Kylo you know came to be and took over the Knights of Ren and became Kylo Ren at what point was Snoke? Was he like the middleman that brought those two together? Was he? I just oh, I just want to know. I can't believe we have to wait so long. Ugh. Too long. Too long. Maybe they just kind of met online, you know, just like they played a lot of Halo together or something. Just kind of met that way. We don't know. We gotta wait all the way till Christmas, Mister Johnson, who extended his deadline. Better be good, buddy. Yeah. Okay, so it, it will be very fascinating to see what more we can learn about Hux. So, guys, let's talk about BB-8 really quick. Uh, really cool that he kind of gets the first... I have to he's cut the, it. He's the Hold first on. character that Before we see in the film, on, right? Stop talking. Before you go on, we have to say why we're talking about BB-8. Um, a special shout-out request to... BB-8 on Twitter that requested and did a, a Twitter poll asking if he should be a focus in our next podcast and 
like 90% of his fans said yes. So shout out to you, BB-8. We're talking about you. Thanks for the tweet, love. Yeah, thanks, at the droid BB-8. Yeah. Good to have you as a follower. We admire your work. Strong, strong Twitter game. Totally. I just wanted to touch on a couple interesting points about the lovable BB-8. He's really like reminiscent of R2-D2. He is a cool droid. He's not a, a whiny and annoying droid. like. C- <laughs> hey, here's looking at you, C-3PO. Yeah, so cool droid. Uh, one little known fact that I, I just learned this week as I was doing some research on the matter is that Bill Hader of SNL, he was actually what you would call a vocal consultant for BB-8. Um, I'd never heard of what a vocal consultant was. I'm a bit naive as it comes to these things, but apparently Abrams had uh, Bill Hader and another dude. He had them talk into um, this little application, basically, and he recorded their voice, and he was able to manipulate that to make the sounds of BB-8s, his cute little beeps and buzzes and whatnot. Now, Bill Hader, to me, I always thought he was pretty funny on SNL. My favorite bit that he did was the the Dateline bit uh, where he played Keith Morrison, who's kind of the host of that show. And he would, like, overdo the creepiness factor, how how Keith Morrison would be, like, intrigued at something, like, terribly horrific. And then he'd have this, like, creepy grin on his face. So I always loved (laughs) that one, a big Dateline guy. So... Anyway, that's just a little bit about our lovable BB-8, Poe Dameron's little droid buddy, who's, like you mentioned previously, Con, played a huge role in that first film. Uh, without him, oh man, all would probably be lost. Yeah, I mean, he he was an integral focal point throughout the story, right? He was the very first character that we saw in the whole film, right? He kind of wheels in. Well, I guess I guess maybe he's the third character we see, right? But he he kind of steals that scene between Poe and the old guy, where he just wheels in, and then that's when the movie is just off and running. And yeah. let's be honest, nothing against R two D two, but BB 8s just cooler. Okay, he's just. Are we- you kidding he's, me? Yeah, no, I'm not. He's sorry, wheel- Droid BB eight. He's not. R2-D2, like, saves them time and time and time again. How many times did R2 stick his little pokey-outy thing into something and twist it? Okay, you could have found a different way to say that. I will just leave it at that. No, but but he does that, like, time and time again. Okay, Okay, so let's, Ayla, um, let's stop right there. No, but for real, like, you can't compare BB-8 and say that he's better than R2-D2. Who of course I can. It's just my opinion. There? I'm just saying that BB-8's the greatest droid ever. Have you watched the first <laughs> Guys, it's a, not a scientific study. I'm just saying he's what the greatest droid ever. I mean, there's no fact other than you're just trying to be cool. So BB-8 has a cooler design. R2-D2 is more lovable because we know him. Um, he's funny. He's cuter. But uh, give BB-8 some time. Mm. He, he could get it right up there with R2. <laughs> I mean, he. I don't know. He's cool. I'm not saying he's not. You just just saying BB-8 stole some scenes, uh, and as a droid, that's hard what to scenes? do. What scenes? Uh, I'll tell you the one where he does a thumbs up with his like lighter thing, 
That was funny. Like, he had the whole theater laughing. Yes, okay. Uh, so, we are out of time on our podcast. So, before we go, I think Spencer has a little segment that he likes to call Jar Jar Stinks. Well, that smells stinking with. All right, quick Jar Jar Stinks moment. Uh, we are going to discuss briefly The Force Awakens. I found it interesting that when Finn and Han Solo and Chewbacca, when they landed on Starkiller Base, immediately Kylo could sense that his father, Han Solo, was present. He used that force that he has, and he felt that. So I thought it was a little bit weird when later on, as they go in there to try to blow up the thermal oscillator with their little bombs and stuff like that, that Kylo's like looking for them. (laughs) And he's like walking down the catwalk uh, in the opposite direction. Maybe his like, his force just could sense that he was on the planet, but could sense that he was like, you know, 50 feet behind him or something like that. So I just thought <laughs> a little weird. Yeah, so, that's a good point. Well, that smells stinking with. Epic scene, though. Epic, epic scene. Epic scene. You know, you can't, you can't win every single logic point in these movies, right? Mostly because it's all fake, people. Star Wars. Maybe. Guys. I don't know about you, but I'm feeling a beat coming on. Oh boy. <laughs> Time to get fresh. Follow us on Twitter at Jabba's Hut. We are on iTunes. The link is on our Twitter account and SoundCloud where you can follow us, comment. We can hit you up, yo. Jabba's Hut. Yeah, yeah.